thank you also to the whole um, OZ Whitehead Firesides team for inviting us and putting together what I know is going to be yet another inspiring and um, thought-provoking evening. Um, it is such an honor and a privilege to be able to introduce Holly, um, who's our speaker for this evening. Holly has been dedicating her life to serving whichever community has had the bounty of having her um, since as long as I can remember. Um, she grew up both in the UK and in Zambia and currently lives in a neighborhood just north of London um, called Woodbury. And she in Woodbury is heavily involved in community development, uh, including in particular uh, the Junior Youth Spiritual Empowerment Program, which is what she's here to tell us about. Um, thank you so much, Holly, and I'm going to hand it over to you now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kian. Um, and it's wonderful to be with you all tonight. Um, I, I know that young people have a reputation of being good with technology, but this laptop and I have a funny relationship, so just be patient with me. <laughs> um, I'm going to share my screen. Tonight we're going to be exploring um, a program called the Junior Youth Spiritual Empowerment Program. And it's a program that's for those between the ages of 12 to 15. Um, we're just going to start tonight by reading a few quotations from Baha'u'llah, who's the founder of the Baha'i Faith, that just give us a glimpse into the world that we're all trying to build together. We're all striving to, to learn together how to create this world. Um, so Baha'u'llah says, Be thou a summoner to love and be thou kind to all the human race. Love thou the children of men and share in their sorrows. Be thou of those who foster peace. Offer thy friendship, be worthy of trust. Be thou a balm to every sore, be thou a medicine for every ill. Bind thou the souls together. He goes on to say, I hope that each one of you will become just and direct your thoughts towards the unity of mankind, that you will never harm your neighbors nor speak ill of anyone, that you will respect the rights of all men and be more concerned for the interests of others than for your own. He also mentions how we all have a part to play in building this new world. And he says, all men have been created to carry forward an ever advancing civilization. Baha'u'llah tells us that each human being has the ability to, to use these qualities. He says that human beings are like a mine full of gems. So to see these gems developed in, in each individual, we have to think about transformation at different levels. We think about it at the level of the individual and also in society as a whole. Maybe we can take truthfulness as an example. Each individual has to reflect on this quality and learn how to make sure that truthfulness shapes their whole way of life. At the same time, the structures in society have to operate honestly. When both the individual and the structures in society operate honestly and truthfully, 
and other spiritual principles, all of human life will be able to flourish. I am sure you'll agree that this is a wonderful vision, but it's not one that will happen by accident. And therefore, what's needed is a rigorous education that helps us develop skills, such as to be able to analyze, to express our thoughts, to read or to write, as well as knowledge, like the physical and social sciences, the arts, knowledge of different cultures, and then also spiritual qualities, such as love, justice, courage, compassion. The Junior Youth Spiritual Empowerment Program seeks to assist those between the ages of 12 to 15 to develop their intellectual skills and knowledge and their latent qualities and attitudes. There's just a short video clip that we can watch together that just further illustrates this need for an education that responds to both our material and spiritual reality. And it also reflects on how the junior youth program is learning to do this. Bajaola ha traído muchas leyes y muchas de esas leyes ya está siendo adoptado dentro de la sociedad y dentro de las comunidades en general. Una de esas leyes, la más importante para nosotros, es la educación. Es la educación de los niños, es la educación de jóvenes, de adultos. Bajola ha dicho que la realidad del hombre uh, es una realidad no solo material, sino también espiritual. Y donc l'éducation doit tenir compte de la réalité humaine. Spiritual education is helping children to uh, learn about virtues, how to apply them in their life and how to be, you know, meaningful participants in a community building process. Children start in grade one, go through the grades and onto the juniors program and onto the main sequence of courses. Learning how to see it as one process has been very important. La base del instituto es la base donde los niños tienen que prepararse para la vida futura. Interesante cómo la influencia de la fe está en el barrio, cómo los niños dentro de la comunidad o dentro de una sociedad que asiste a una clase de niños, como los prejóvenes que asisten a una actividad prejuvenil, esos niños una vez que uno los reúnen, nos damos de cuenta rápidamente de que son niños que y prejóvenes se sienten seguros, se sienten parte de la sociedad, se sienten parte de un futuro, de un crecimiento dentro de su área. The short video that we watched, it, it shows people from around the world who have been living in communities where they've been learning about implementing the junior youth program for many years. Um, but maybe we can just take a step back and think about how the junior youth program was developed in light of this vision of creating a new world and enabling individuals to be able to transform, but also groups of people to transform. 
We know that Bahá'u'lláh's vision is broad and it's extensive, and it's something that will materialize in time. So the worldwide Bahá'í community, to figure how to turn this vision into reality, it realized that we could not think about this at the global level, but we had to start to think about this at the level of the community. It reminds me a bit of my grandma passed away recently, but she used to say that if you look after the pennies, the pounds will look after themselves. So we can view the pennies as the local community and the pounds as the global world. So people living in communities, they started to learn systematically how to translate Baha'u'llah's teachings into their daily life. For example, Baha'u'llah tells us that the betterment of the world can be accomplished through pure and goodly deeds, through commendable and seemly conduct. We can ask ourselves, what does this mean for my building or for my family or for my school? So to set about learning about this at the local level, the Baha'i community realized a few things and I'll just mention three, three of these things. Firstly, they realized that for this process to be local, it needed to have an educational program that anyone anywhere could engage with and could put into practice. This educational program we now know as the Ruhi Institute. Secondly, it became more fully appreciated how Baha'u'llah's teachings are for everyone. And so this program is not just for Baha'is, but for all people in all communities. That to create this world requires universal participation. And then it also became apparent that those between the ages of 12 to 15 constitute a very unique age group that are most likely to thrive with their own program. Describing this age group, Abdu'l-Bahá, the son of Baha'u'lláh says, after a time he enters the period of youth in which his former conditions and needs are superseded by new requirements applicable to the advance in his degree. His faculties of observation are broadened and deepened. His intelligent capacities are trained and awakened. The limitations and environment of childhood no longer restrict his energies and accomplishments. So a program to respond to, to that reality, to that age group was, was developed. And after many years of developing material and testing it out, the effects to engage junior youth led to such impressive results that it became formally part of the Ruhi Institute and was unrolled across the world in 2005. The program is based on the principle of what is called the twofold moral purpose, which means that a person develops themselves as they work to develop the world around them. One of the writings says, and it's on the screen as well, but it says, 
We cannot segregate the human heart from the environment outside us and say that once one of these is reformed, everything will be improved. Man is organic with the world. His inner life molds the environment and is itself also deeply affected by it. The one acts upon the other, an ever-abiding change in the life of man is the result of these mutual reactions. In short, if one wants to grow, they cannot retreat from society, but rather they, their growth is connected to the development of others. Thinking of a simple example, if we want to develop generosity, we do so by giving. And so the junior youth group, it's not simply a means of assisting this particular age group to become the best that they can be, but it's simultaneously a mechanism for initiating and sustaining positive and real change in neighborhoods and communities and villages across the world. Thinking about how we how we grow about, go about developing as an individual and contributing to change. We know that knowledge is also at the heart of this process. And the program views knowledge and empowerment as being intimately connected with one another. Bahá'u'lláh says that knowledge is as wings to man's life and a ladder for his ascent. Its acquisition is incumbent upon everyone. For example, a, a junior youth may make an observation about the nature of their relationships in their community based on the understanding that we must let our heart burn with loving kindness for all who may cross our path. There's just another small video that again, just brings to life this, I, this vision of how um, the individual can shape its environment and how the environment also shapes the individual. And it's of a group of junior youth in Canada who are just reflecting on the acts of service that they've done for their community. So one of the things that we're trying to do in this group is to develop our capacity to be able to find those words. Like there's some moments where you want to say something, but you really can't express it. So this group really helps you because it tells you how you can express your feelings. We want to think of something that we can do together for our community. Does anyone have any ideas about what we could do? We can provide uh, like orders to our community. Service is very important because it helps others and at the same time it builds your character. The junior youth group that I'm animating in, we just did a service project. They wanted to show the community what healthy eating was and what's diabetes and how they can prevent it. These ones on the bottom is what you should do every day. Here's what you should do three to five times a week. Lots of people don't eat healthy now. And a lot of people have diabetes, which is a big concern. Like, many of our parents have diabetes. So, we want to put an end to it. 
Um, so in, in 2010, the, the Universal House of Justice, who's the governing body of the worldwide Baha'i community, they released a message um, just documenting the experiences the Baha'i world had had that year. And in one of the paragraphs in this message, they describe the program and what it's seeking to do in, in broad terms. Um, but I just thought the, the, the paragraph might help us reflect a bit more on the characteristics of the program. So while global trends project an image of this age group as problematic, lost in the throes of tumultuous physical and emotional change, unresponsive and self-consumed, the Baha'i community, in the language it employs and the approaches it adopts, is moving decidedly in the opposite direction, seeing in junior youth instead altruism, an acute sense of justice, eagerness to learn about the universe, and a desire to contribute to the construction of a better world. Account after account in which junior youth in countries all over the planet give rise to their thoughts as participants in the program testifies to the validity of this vision. There is every indication that the program engages their expanding consciousness in an exploration of reality that helps them to analyze the constructive and destructive forces operating in society and to recognize the influence these forces exert on their thoughts and actions, sharpening their spiritual perception, enhancing their powers of expression and reinforcing moral structures that will serve them throughout their lives. At an age when burgeoning intellectual, spiritual and physical powers become accessible to them, they are being given the tools needed to combat the forces that would rob them of their true identity as noble beings and to work for the common good. We could now look at just a few of the elements and characteristics of the program that contribute to doing what the Universal House of Justice has, has outlined for us, has described for us. So for every junior youth group, there's always someone that acts as an older friend or a wise advisor um, known as an animator. And the animator really helps in setting the tone of the environment and helping create an environment in which the junior youth can work together, can study together, can reflect together. An environment in short in which all of this can happen <laughs> that the Universal House of Justice described. Connected to that is the concept of friendship. At the heart of any junior youth group, is a group of people who are striving to create true friendship. In striving to learn about what true friendship means and how to create it, the junior youth also develop what the House of Justice calls their spiritual perception 
by making an effort to focus on the good qualities in one another. They also learn how to support one another to work towards their individual and collective goals. And it's also an environment that then becomes imbued with love, with trust, that's encouraging. And it helps junior youth to build the confidence to express themselves. For many junior youth, this is such an important element because they often struggle to find environments like this in other spheres. And friendship can also often be confusing, even for adults. <laughs> so to have junior youth reflecting on true friendship and learning how to experience it and build it, it has profound implications, not just for the junior youth themselves, but for the communities in which they live. Service, as mentioned earlier, is another element within the junior youth program. Service is the word we use when we refer to carrying out selfless acts. As we've been speaking about tonight, it's through our deeds that we not only develop as an individual, but we also contribute to the progress of, of others. So the purpose of service is twofold. It's beneficial to our communities, but in doing it, the junior youth also develop their ability to, to think about their neighborhood and make observations and then analyze what they are seeing. And then in analyzing what they see, they don't just stay at that point, but they then imagine what, they, what it could be like, what they would like to see. And then they identify small steps that help us get to that point. So the program is not just telling junior youth that as young people, we have the power to make change, or as young people, we have a lot to contribute, but it's equipping them with the abilities to then be able to make those changes and do those things. At the core of the program is also this element of study. There's a series of books which support the junior youth to reflect on fundamental concepts that relate to our lives and to think about how we can practically apply them in our day-to-day -day life. For example, one of the books the junior youth study is called Glimmerings of Hope. Throughout their study of that book, they, they think about hope in relation to their life, but also in relation to the life of their families, of their friends, of their communities. And they reflect on hope, not just as something that keeps us going, but as something that helps us make choices that lead to the betterment of our lives. One of the exercises in Glimmerings of Hope, it asks the junior youth to imagine that you failed your exams. Imagine you failed your exams. How do you respond to that situation? Do you give up and decide that you don't have capacity? Do you blame your teacher? Or could you ask your friends to come and help you? Could you make time to be able to work a bit harder? 
And they think about each of those responses and which lead to hope and which lead to despair. Another text that the junior youth study is called Habits of an Orderly Mind. It helps the junior youth reflect on powers that are within all of us, the power of imagination, the power of thought, the power of creativity. And they think about practical habits and ways of thinking that help us release these powers. For instance, in one of the lessons, the junior youth have to create a schedule for their week or for their day. Um, they have to think about certain distractions in their life. For instance, if one of their goals is to help around the house more, what are the things that are making it hard for them to do that? And what are the things that could help them focus on the task at hand? Another habit they think about is related to being able to think of helpful patterns of thought and behavior. Maybe they notice that they have a tendency to focus on thoughts of dislike towards others. So is there a way that I can create a pattern of thought in which I focus on love or I focus on the good qualities of my friends? Just to share a little story, one of the girls in a junior youth group in London, she was studying this book recently and she was telling her group that she really finds it hard to focus in class. It's one of her big tests. <laughs> so her and her group were trying to understand what are the things that distract her in class? And she realized that out of her love for her friends, she always wanted to talk to her friends in class. So they thought about even simple things that she could do to just help her be able to focus in that moment. And she decided that she would start to sit at the back of the class away from her friends so that they, she couldn't distract them and they couldn't distract her. And after a few days of her making effort to do this, she came to her group and her animator and she told them that she had been able to focus and that it not only helped her learn but it changed her whole experience of school because she wasn't in trouble anymore. She could relax, she could enjoy that environment. We can see then through the program that she was able to not see herself as a victim of her circumstance, but she was able to think of a way, even a small way to change her circumstance. And whilst it's just a small story, I'm sure we can appreciate how important that way of thinking is for a young person to develop. So as the Baha'i world and the world experience around um, implementing this program and learning about these characteristics, it's become apparent that there are also a few other elements um, essential to the program having an effect. One of these elements is learning how to collaborate with institutions, such as schools, community centers, churches, mosques, not just in terms of 
each other asking for space or asking to speak to one another's students, but really able to see each other as collaborators who are all learning about the question of the education of the young. And so the question of how can we learn about this together comes to the fore within every community. Another element that we're learning about is how the junior youth program becomes embedded in the life of a community. That the, it's not just about the interactions between the junior youth or the interactions between the junior youth and the animator, but how all the parents, grandparents and members of the community can become part of a conversation about the well-being of the younger generation and how each is able to find their sphere of usefulness in that. These are just some pictures from, um, Kian was saying, I live in London in a neighborhood. This, this, these pictures are from our neighborhood. Um, just to illustrate a little bit, this notion of families being able to come together um, with their common desire of wanting to serve the younger generation and each other. And um, the picture that looks a bit like a cafe, maybe also just to illustrate how we learn to work with one another. It was a very cold night and the junior youth had nowhere to go. So this cafe opened their doors for them to come and study. But thank you so much for this evening, everyone. Thank you so much, um, Holly. Yeah, lots of claps. <laughs> Good